All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. <laughs> what are the purpose? odds of you saying Germany? I was like, okay, what trips have I been on? Oh, Germany, I had a blast. I went to Oktoberfest. So, so good. You're an idiot. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I am ready. Welcome. I'm in a better mood this week. Welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. Tim's here. Larry's here. Maybe for the last time. Sorry. Larry's leaving Traverse City. It's a sad day. Are you tearing up already? It's been a long day. I closed on my house this morning, so it's very a fresh wound to bring up. Yeah. Too soon. It's not too soon. It has to be brought up. Larry is going to travel back to Traverse City. You're moving downstate, correct? Yep. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. His wife's there. So you always have to follow yeah. your wife. So I, I didn't tell anyone at the office this, but we've been living apart for the last like three months. Wow. I could have gathered because I follow you on Strava, <laughs> which is this biking app that shows you how long you bike. And for the last few months, I get these updates saying, Larry just finished a 12 mile bike. And it's every day. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like he leaves work and then goes on a massive bike ride every single day. Who has this kind of free yeah, time? He just has all the free time in the world. But yes, I could have gathered. Well, that's hard. I've been away from my wife and I know it's not easy. So what have you been doing to kind of take up all your time? Cause you leave work at five. Then what do you do for the next seven hours? Lots of repairs on the house. We were selling it. So lots of like painting uh, I think he summed it up with a lots of bike rides, <laughs> taking my dog to the park, you know, just living the single guy lifestyle. And then did you enjoy the single lifestyle as opposed to being married? That's dear, the age old question. Dear right? God, no. Yeah. It's, it's just so different. Yeah. I think being married is so much more enjoyable than being single. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I know. And everyone's like, oh, all the single guys, they have so much fun. They're out in the town. It's like, False. no, <laughs> not fun. It's like you don't have that just net of like there's nothing to do and there's nothing you want to do. And then it's totally fine because you're just like there with your family and your wife. And it's like, oh, it's such a nice safety net to this have. Of built just, in entertainment. It really Built is, in yeah. friends, built in everything. Tim, thoughts? Tim's, I have nothing to contribute here. Tim's single, but you've never been married. So you don't know the uh, alternative to being single. True. So one day we'll get you there. You're going to set me up with somebody? I am. I've been asking you that for a while. Now. I am. I have actually someone in mind. Oh, no. We'll, we'll talk about La Fair. Okay. She's really, she's a, gosh, I, I just, did I watch, I watched an office clip the other day. Michael went on a blind date oh, and he went so to the painful. coffee shop and he's like waiting for his coffee. And so they each dressed up. He had like a big red thing in his uh, suit pocket and she was supposed to be wearing jeans and a dark shirt and have dark hair. 
and there was this other woman in there and she had blonde hair, looked like a model. And Michael goes, um, I give her a 10 for looks. I give her a one for uh, explaining how she looks. <laughs> and then so she obviously walks on the screen. And then this other lady walks in with the pants and the shirt and the brown hair. And she goes, are you Michael? And he just kind of, uh, uh, nope, nope, nope. And then the barista hands him oh, his yeah. coffee. We have a hot chocolate with the caramel uh, foam on it. Extra sugar. Extra sugar Extra for sugar. Michael. And he just kind of like his face goes complete white. It's it was so cringy. So, it's so, so uncomfortable and awkward. It was so funny. But anyway, so welcome to another podcast. Very excited. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm in a better mood this week. Last week, I just wasn't feeling it. I think I was coming off the off the road from Chicago. I just didn't have my mojo, but we're feeling good today. And the important thing is you soldiered through it. We got some content out. We did. We had a nice interview with Marty Biron. Yep. Um, guy that a week ago talk. already. Yeah. It was a week ago. Yeah, he was a good guest. He was. Have you been texting with him? Good stories. No, no, <laughs> I no? haven't. No. All right. All right. Well, anyway, so I, I had a little issue last night. So my wife had her book club over and... She wanted to do a pizza party. And I said, perfect. The only problem is we're running low on wood at the house. I burned through three yards of wood in the last few years. If anybody knows about wood, a yard is probably about a pickup bed full of wood. So I had three of those. So lots of wood. Is that all for the pizza oven? All for the pizza oven. Wow. But I, I burnt it over a two-year period, which is... I don't know if that's good or bad, but I, I'm out of wood. And so I went looking in my woods surrounding my house to try to look for fallen down trees or sticks or branches to start the fire. And I had my three-year-old with me, Estelle, who's like my sidekick. Everywhere I go, she's just right on my side. So we're walking around the, the woods a little bit. And I am pulling out trees and logs and things I can carry around to the pizza oven. And all of a sudden, I, I get to my driveway. I'm, I kind of piled all the wood there. And I pick up a big, big stack of wood. I'm dragging it because the, the trees are probably eight to 10 feet long. And Estelle goes, ow, 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 ow. And I'm like, what? I, I thought I, I clipped her with the tree. And I was like, oh, you know, you're fine. And I didn't want to, I couldn't go and get her because I had the trees in my hand and I was dragging them. I was like, come on, like, you're fine. Let's go, let's go. And she kept going, ow, ow, ow. You're so big that you're actually carrying an entire tree, right? I was carrying <laughs> four or five smaller trees. Okay. I think I was dragging them. They're the trunk diameter is probably four inches, One five inches. No, no, no. <laughs> but like they, they weren't small. They weren't big. They were, they're carryable anyways. So she's freaking out, not freaking out. She's upset. She's like, oh, oh, oh holding the underside of her arm where you pinch people where it really hurts. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, come on, let's go. You know, I thought I hit her with the tree. Then I like feel a pinch on my side. And I, I think I, I have a tree that has like thorns on it or something. I'm like, oh, I got stuck too. And then I look on my wrist because it's pinched too. I'm like, there's a bee going to town on my wrist, on the inside uh -huh. of my wrist. I'm like, bees. And so I swat the one on my wrist. I grab her. We run inside. And I get her an ice cube. And as I'm getting her this ice cube, my side is still pinching. Oh, and no. I lift up my shirt and there no. was that stinking bee was still Whoa. stinging me under my shirt. And so I like, oh, like swat the bee away, put the kids under a blanket because her sister had come around by that point. And then I'm like, I got to kill this bee. It's in the house. And so I go searching for this bee, my other twin, Sophia goes, it's on the window. So I went and like crushed it and I have bee stings all over my side Yikes. and wrist and Estelle is a trooper, only one tear, but man, bee stings, they're for, it was a wasp, not a honeybee, okay, I was wasp. She played it cool though. Cause those really hurt. I know. You like I, forget how much it hurts like as an adult to get stung again. <laughs> for real though. It, yeah, it really hurts. hurts. And it's funny the week prior I was 
sitting next to someone at our friend's birthday. She had a birthday dinner and uh, her name is Crystal. And she's, she got stung on the foot and she was complaining and like, Oh, my foot, I, you know, it's swelling up. It's this and that. And I was giving her a hard time about it. Like, come on, like, let's figure it out. And now I think I got a little karma because yeah, they're not fun. So how many total stings are we talking? For I think you? I got one on my wrist and three or four on my side. Wow. But I don't think it was too bad. I don't know. Well, I actually have never been hurt before because I'm so <laughs> tough. And you're still here today delivering <laughs> content it. to the people. My wrist is all swollen. If I wasn't wearing a suit, you could see my wrist. But yeah. I thought you were doing some wrist curls this week. No, <laughs> just swollen. Just all swollen. But yeah, I don't. I can't remember the last time I got sung by a bee. So it was almost like, huh, I got, it's not, I can handle it. But my daughter, she was a real, real trooper. I was blown away. Totally. One tear. I was, I was completely, completely shocked. But anyways, that was my yesterday. Pizza party still went on. I, I went back and gathered the wood and smoked out the bees because I gathered it and drug it, dragged it, drugged it, drug, <laughs> dragged, dragged, dragged Tim writes. What's the answer? Dragged or drug? Dragged it. Dragged it. I dragged it over to the oven on a, and the bees were still buzzing around me. Uh, you the wasps. Them? No, yeah. like they were in my face. So trying like the to nest was probably in the tree, right? I think I might have taken a piece of their nest or something and then they were not happy. But I got the last laugh because I burned all that wood. <laughs> Take that, wasps. But anyways, so pizza party went off without a hitch. Book club was great. I'm sure nobody cares about this, but it was, uh, what are you going to do? Got stung by a bee, still standing. I'm a hero. <laughs> what, hey? Right, John Tim? Scott, man of the people. Uh, I do my best, people. I do my best. So, no hockey again this week. No real exciting news to, to speak of. Nope. What are we going to do? I have a game. Oh. So, we're going to play some 20 questions. Uh, I thought you were going to say, like, the match game or something <laughs> fun like that. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I love game shows. Do you? I absolutely love game shows. So Family the- Feud? I would love to see. I never, I didn't have those growing up. I I didn't watch game shows. Price is right. No, I didn't watch Jeopardy. I didn't watch any. No, I didn't watch those. What did you grow up? Are you Amish? No, I just, I was reading books or watching like, oh my gosh. I was watching like Boy Meets World and Hey Arnold and TGIF. Boy Meets World. I'm sorry, but I don't trust a single person who has not stayed home from school and watched Price is Right for like hours on end. Starts at 11 a.m. I did not do that. No, you I was so- watching like Disney movies and stuff. I didn't really. Yeah. How no. are you still single? <laughs> He's a perfect man. Oh, come Let me on. Guess you were learning how to sew and <laughs> yeah. cook. And uh, sorry, I was saving for retirement <laughs> at 12. Anyway, so what? what is this so-called game then? So it's not, it's not really a game, but it's 20 questions here. And there's, <laughs> oh, it's not a game anymore. It's not a... Way to build it up. Now that your expectations yeah. are so high, we're not going to call this. This is a great podcast. Listen, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. Where did you get these questions from? I made them all up. <sighs> okay. Just what, a- what Tim doesn't know is I have questions for him too. Oh, no. <laughs> I do. Okay. So these you have not seen these questions. You just told real, me three of them before we came on the air. Just to tell you where we're going with it. Oh, okay. But, well, don't lie to the people. <laughs> yeah, okay, you've seen three out of the 20. I didn't see them. I heard them. Okay. You're you're right. So uh, well, not, I'm just, I just don't want to lie. And these are fans. Like, I mean, you, you've gotten tweets about this from fans before, and uh, I know you don't have time to answer all of them, so we could probably just... I okay, put- I need to sidetrack here. Speaking of Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> I was scrolling through my Instagram yesterday, and I was checking my messages, and I'm like, I never replied to this person. 
what is, and then I read the message and it goes, Hey John, this message is for Tim. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering if he's going to be a part of the reenactments, um, world war two reenactment down in Ohio. You think the, you're the only one who has fans on this show? <laughs> I was wondering why you were commenting on my Instagram. <laughs> I know you have access to kind of look at stuff sometimes, but you're talking to my fans. That message was for me. That's for you to know. And for me to find you to find out for me to know. And so Tim had this whole conversation with this person. He's probably listening. He's a fan of the show. He's a fan of you, apparently. Yeah. And I don't like it. <laughs> There's only room for one, one top dog in here. There's too many chefs in the kitchen. I think Larry's gotten tweets before, too. I have not. That's on a completely different reason, though. Those were complaint tweets. <laughs> yeah. It's like this guy needs. Let's take his mic away, please. <laughs> But uh, if I do get one, can you uh, send it to me? <laughs> I will. But the, the conversation was hilarious because Tim, you and him like struck up a nice conversation. This guy was wondering if Tim was going to the reenactment in Ohio of the World War II. This, this weekend. This weekend. The big one. And Tim was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I did it last year, though. I did. I hope you have so much fun. And it was just really sweet. John, those are private messages. Those are not intended for you to read. On my Instagram account, private <laughs> messages. It was really sweet. I was just blown away by just, it was a, it was a really, really nice moment. Okay. Never do it again. <laughs> this is my Instagram account. Stay off of it. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. So back to this quote unquote game, quote unquote game. So compilation of questions. Um, and I'm just going to get your raw, honest re- responses here. As raw as I can be. All right. We're starting at the top. Most underrated player you played with or against. Oh, um, Marion Hosa. Why? I feel Underrated. like... Underrated. He's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer, but when I feel like I played with him, we had such a strong team in Chicago with Taves, Kane, Hose, or, uh, Sharp, Keith, Seabrook. He was always overlooked. And I feel like even on those cup teams with Chicago, if you take him out of the equation, they don't win any of those cups. I feel like he had that much of an impact on that team, and he, he goes unheralded. And no one knows he will be a Hall of Famer. Because he's so good. He yeah. was one of the best, if not the best player I've ever played with. Really? And he got no recognition. I don't think he won any major awards. He probably should have won the Selkie every single season. He's just such a strong, good player. Put up points. He he was the only player to go to three straight Stanley Cups or something crazy like that, but for different teams. Yeah. It was like Pittsburgh, Detroit, Chicago. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and he went to game seven, lost two game sevens in a row. Playing for the opposite team. Playing for the opposite team yep. and then won it with Chicago the following year, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And he's a super nice guy. But I would say he would be my most underrated, which is strange because he's such a good player and he probably got a lot of props. But yeah, host, host man. Yeah, that's a good point. He, he doesn't get like put up on that same level as the top guys, really. Right? When you think of the cup-winning teams in Chicago, he's never someone you think of. Yeah. But, man, was he good. Fun to watch. Like, just, yeah. just a moose out there. Like, so hard to get off the puck. And his stick was extra long. Like really? his stick was almost as long as mine. So when he would kind of pull up and stop on the top of the circle and you try to, you know, force him as a defenseman, you always try to go stick on puck and his, he sticks his behind out and his sticks way out there. You, I couldn't get it. And I have the longest stick, me and Char, we could never get it away from him. So cool. Yeah. I think Hossman. All right. Good answer. So flip side, overrated, most overrated player you played with most or against overrated. This is a tricky one because you can go just strictly salary based. And there's a lot of guys who don't play up to their salary, but were those just bad salaries? Like you mentioned 
Nash. Rick, I think Rick Nash is overrated. Which I don't agree with. I think he was a great player. Yeah, he was a good player. But I think he's overrated. Yeah, I think you don't like it because he kind of tanked in Boston. No, I was I was saying that for years. Yeah, I don't think he's overrated. I think he's a very good player. I mentioned Phil Kessel because I always thought he was a great player and a big-time goal scorer. And then you told me like he hasn't hit 40 goals once. And Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. But Not then one. we also found out he's super consistent. He doesn't miss a game. Yeah. He's played 82 games forever. Yep. Like he doesn't get hurt. So maybe he's not overrated. Then one that came to my mind, which is kind of strange, Steven Stamkos. Really? Is he overrated? This is this is your show. He pays, he gets paid <laughs> so much, but he hasn't won anything. Like what's what's the formula for being overrated? Uh, sure, but was Ovechkin overrated until last year? No, I think Ovechkin plays a more rounded game than yeah. Stamkos. When I play against Stamkos versus when I play Ovechkin, there are many times when I don't notice Stamkos. I notice Ovechkin every single game, whether yeah. he's burying guys and he's always like he's all over the ice. Stamkos kind of maybe glides a little. I don't know. I don't, like he's such a great player. It's hard to you know throw shade at somebody, but he does make a ton of money. Yep, and he hasn't really accomplished much other than scoring goals. I don't know. I might be off base, but when you ask me that question, he kind of, for some reason, he pops into my head. So that's what we want, the, the quick reaction. I, I say Stamkos. All right. And I probably will get a lot of flack for that, and people will throw me stats like Hart Trophy, uh, Rocket Richard Trophy, this and yeah. that. Hey, man. He's got at least one fifty goal season under his belt. I'm sure he's got three or four. All I'm right. entitled to my opinion. Moving on. Uh, funniest teammate in the locker room. Um, this could go both ways. Funniest just because they don't know they're being funny or funniest like haha jokes. I think the funniest teammate who they don't they don't know they're being funny and they're just kind of goofy. Ay ay ay. These are hard. Like they're very difficult. Um I well <sighs> Burnsy's funny, but I hate always bringing up San Jose cuz I always do that. Who else comes to mind? A sleeper funny is Al Stalock. <laughs> He's great. He's so funny. I'll one say of, Al. One of my favorite, uh, it was like a really quick episode of the podcast, but it was like a really good episode. Yeah, he was awesome. He's yeah. so great. Yeah. Good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, best prankster. Best prankster is Patrick Sharp. You told that story. Do you want to yep. tell it again? Nope. Another <laughs> one of my favorite friends. Go back of the and listen. <laughs> um, okay. Funniest. Okay. I want to preface this. You've already told a story similar to this from your famous Kessel incident, so I want you to exclude that from this answer. Okay. Funniest conversation with a ref on the ice. Um, I would think I was in a fight, and the ref and me were talking during the fight because he was wondering if I was going to be done beating up this guy anytime soon. <laughs> Who was it? It was Westgarth. And so for the last 15, 20 seconds of the fight, the refs and me were kind of, they're like, are you done? I was like, no, no, no. Are you done? <laughs> no, not yet. Are you done? No. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. How do you decide that you're, whether you're not, you're done creaming this guy. Once I look, got a good look at his face and I was like, all right, you're done. You've had enough. Good for him staying on his feet. Good for him. There are so many. Yeah. I've had a few fights where I've held guys up and. So, so you can keep beating them. No, Cause you don't even realize it. You're just like pressing them up against the glass or kind of like holding them up with your arm. You don't really realize it. Actually, I saw a really good clip the other day. Um, remember, um, Aaron Asham. Yeah. Uh, I get who he fought, but he dummied somebody from the flyers. I think when he was on the Pittsburgh 
And I think he knocked him out, but he grabbed this jersey and softened the blow yep. from like hitting yeah. that. It's a cool moment. Yeah. I some I saw, like some comment. Like I wouldn't have noticed it. Like it, no, ha- it happened so quickly. You, I wonder if he did that on purpose or he was just grabbing onto him. Or he he's a good guy. I've met yeah, him a I couple think it, times. Yeah, if you watch it, you can see like he definitely intended it. Because so, when you really cold cock someone and they go to sleep, you like they just sorry, that's my phone. Oh, that's embarrassing. It's a one eight hundred number too. Should I answer it? <laughs> you Let's are live with John Scott. It's going to be a uh, hello. Hello. Oh, they're not even talking. How embarrassing. I'm just going to leave it off there. It's, it's on the call right now. <laughs> they just hung up on me. Unbelievable. Maybe they knew they were on the air. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. You never want somebody to get hurt, especially with their head bounces off the ice. So cool. good on Asham. All, All right. right. Keep them going. Uh, craziest interaction with a fan. Um, I would say when I got, Beer dumped on me in the penalty box in Philadelphia. That was a good one. Or the chew thrown at me in Philadelphia. Or the full can of beer thrown at me in Philadelphia. What, <laughs> what about like a conversation with a fan? Um, in Vancouver, we had a nice little old lady who drove by when we were walking around. It was playoffs when I was with Chicago. And she rolled down the window and she goes, hey, fellas. And then proceeded to give us the one fingered salute no. <laughs> and she must've been 80 years old with the oxygen tank in her nose. And like, so funny. Oh, nice. Vancouver. Classy. Best uh, captain you played for. Oh, that's tough. I've had so many captains. My heart wants to go with paths, but my mind's telling me no. I'm going to have to cut that out cut again. That out. Didn't he get acquitted or no? He's in no, big trouble. He's definitely no, in jail now. He's in big trouble. Okay, real real quick side. Okay. There was a news story and it was R. Kelly in jail and sad because illiterate. He's illiterate? <laughs> he's, I guess he's illiterate and he can't read anything in jail. He has just a Bible in there and he can't read it. Well, maybe should have went to school. I don't know. Robert, is his name Robert? Yeah. I knew it. Probably, probably Taser, Captain Sirius. He was a good captain. What, um, who was your, the captain when you came up with Minnesota? Miku Koivu. Oh, okay. I like him. Uh, you want me right. to give you his number? You can text with him? Yeah, do you mind? Sure. Best coach? Oh, two, two, two coaches. Um, Quinville and then uh, Jacques Lemaire when I came up with Minnesota. Okay, so best, so you've already been pretty clear of the worst city to play an away game in. What's the best one? What's the worst one? Philly. Well, I liked Philly. I love that atmosphere. The worst to play in as far as atmosphere goes was, well, Arizona, just because they didn't get any fans. And yeah. so it's it's so hard to play in front of 1,200 people in a big, massive arena. It's like, it's tough. The best, on the other hand, man, Winnipeg was fun. What about the city itself? Like, you have like, a, oh, we're gonna, they have great restaurants or like a great place to be. Vancouver. Outside of the ice. Still Vancouver. Vancouver has unbelievable sushi. <laughs> I, and I'm not a big sushi guy just because I can't eat shrimp, crab, lobster. But Vancouver is, uh, oh, they have one spicy tuna roll. Oh my goodness. I tell you what. Worth the trip alone. Worth. It's worth the drive to Vancouver. We should do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, a team or a city that you wish you could have played for, but never did. Boston. Let's go. I truly wish I would have played for Boston. I grew up loving the Bruins and you just mentioned good food, like a heck of a good food town in Boston on the North side. The hype is I'm real. Kind of friends with Ray Bork now. 
and he's got a restaurant there. And every, every time I do an event with him, he's like, anytime you come to Boston, you know, check us out. And so Boston. Nice. For sure. The North side. I okay. love Italian food. Um, did you have any friends in the Bruins? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I did not. You guys no. did not get along. No. Um, who did you never fight, but wish you did? Chara. Chara. And yeah. you tried, right? Tried. Best locker room DJ. Oh, my word. Um, I would think no, no European ever. <laughs> and then no young kid. Cause I like a more traditional rock, older school rock. So that's a very small group of people who like that. And I'll throw on the tragically hip. So mostly it's the, like Al Stalock was good, but I, I usually kind of controlled the DJ sometimes where I play just because I hated the new school rap. I hated the techno stuff they play now. And I despise all the European music, the house trance stuff. I was wondering too, like who, who, how do you decide who controls the music? Usually it's a rookie because no one wants to do it. Oh really? Because it's just such a painful there. It's a thankless job because there's always somebody in the room who's like, this stinks. Yeah. You suck. And yeah, it's usually a rookie or young guy or whoever's sitting right next to the, uh, the stereo. Do you have anything on your iPod that people might be surprised lives there? Lives there? Yeah, I guess um, I guess we're doing twenty one questions. Yeah, well, sorry, best Tim. question, Larry, so far. <laughs> um, it's loaded with kids stuff now. Like I just the okay. Let's say that you actually listen to. Like, I like I like to throw in country a lot now. Okay, what would be fun is if we did an iPod where we just play random and then we just keep hitting next Whoa. and see what song pops up. <laughs> we should do that next. I'm writing it down. Yes. Anyways. Lots of Frozen, lots of Moana, lots of kids soundtracks. That's Not, like what you dominates. don't have like a secret like metal phase or anything like oh, that. Oh, I went through all the phases. When I was growing up, I was big emo, like okay. brand new and the starting My line. Man. Talking yeah. back Thursday or talking back taking, taking back, back taking back Thursday. Wait. Taking back Sunday. <laughs> taking yeah. back Sunday. Yeah. Talking I just saw him in Thursday. concert like three years ago, I think. Yeah, I went through that phase, then I trying to transition into more rock where I was like uh, Rage Against the Machine and Corn and those nice. guys. Now I'm kind of trending to more like 60s, 70s era. I'm like Neil Young Pandora. I put it on all the time. Uh, we call that Yacht Rock. Why? Just because it's like the, a new genre called Yacht Rock. Because you have like, you listen to it on a yacht? You, you would listen to it on a yacht, yeah. You're just like carefree. Who's we? Uh, Sirius XM <laughs> in my car by myself. I don't think so. I think yacht people don't listen to that. Okay. No. Next question. Next next question. Next question. Best goalie that you played with or against? With um, Henrik Lundqvist. Against probably, man, when Rene's on his game, he's tough to beat. Pekka Rene. He's tough to beat. Who are you Uh, writing to right now during these questions? Unbelievable. Most fun guy to go out with. Fun guy to go out with. Teammate. Um, Teammate. I was going to say you, <laughs> I would say he gave it the fist. Bump. Um, I didn't go out too much. So I don't know. Brian Bickle. There you go. And we and fun because we just ate a hamburger <laughs> and played wordless friends. So that's fun for me. Um, who's one player that people might not realize that you're good buddies with. 
Oh my goodness. Probably like, uh, I talk about everybody I'm buddies with, which is funny. I guess someone who I kind of still, I guess Oliver Eckman Larson, I think we kind of still, whenever our paths cross, we, we're very friendly. So. Have you got, have you talked to him at all since he got made captain? No, I didn't keep in touch with many guys. Yeah. I, it's tough to build lifelong relationships that carry on when you only play on a team for like a year or two years. Yeah. It is very, I know when people are like, Oh, I still talk to this guy. I'm like, yeah, you played with him for five years. That's why it's nice to people who I do still keep in touch with. It's, it's a real friendship just because I, I didn't spend much time with these guys over my career. Right. So I don't know. I don't like Larson. I just say that just because when I see him, we're, we're still pretty friendly, but I'm not friends with him. <laughs> you know, I probably, I, I see him whenever I see him. I never text him or anything. So, yeah. 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 Um, who was the veteran or veterans that took you under their wing when you were a rookie? Owen Nolan cowboy. We called him Mr. Grumpy himself kind of took me under his wings and showed me the ropes which was good or bad. I don't know. Cause he never stretched. He didn't really <laughs> do too much. And I didn't really stretch when I played. So maybe that was a bad thing. What was he like? Grumpy. Yeah. Um, very abrasive, just kind of marched to the beat of his own drum and he just did his own thing. So like, but you said he took you under his wing. Like what was his leadership style? Um, we liked the same things. He just, we went out to dinner a few times and he just showed me how to do things the right way. And if I was messing up, he wasn't afraid to say, Hey, like, let's pick it up. You're being terrible today. <laughs> so, which I liked, I like people who are straightforward and just don't kind of beat around the bush. If okay. you don't like me, just tell me that's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, who is a good one? Who's the biggest drill buster? Dr- oh, uh, Mike Brown in San Jose in San Jose. His nickname was Pitsy because he's, he sweats so bad. His armpits are always uh, sweaty. <laughs> but he would bust every... Him and Andrew Desjardins actually would bust every single drill. Really? And so we would always try to work it out where he was at the front of the line. And we would just watch him go. And just get it over with. And he would just skate and have no idea where he's going. And it's, <laughs> it was so funny. And we'd be like, Pitsy! And he'd just be like, oh! It was so great. Yeah, because it's funny when a drill starts. And some of them are pretty complex where it's yeah. like okay you're passing you're skating you're stopping you're going around and it's 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 funny you don't want to be at the front of the line so to watch like the one corner no one knows what they're doing and everyone's shuffling to the back no one will form like a straight line <laughs> it's just like a group of people skating around it's like that from like when you're 10 years old on i know and it's, it's like so that funny. in the show because they have these drills sometimes it's like man who designed this thing like let's just keep yeah. it simple we don't need to reinvent the wheel but yeah it's funny pitsy was the worst. Do the coaches like get annoyed or they laugh too? Well, when it's when it's really, really bad, they laugh, but they get annoyed when it's the third, fourth, fifth time we're trying to do the drill and people still mess it up. Yeah, I've been known to bust a few drills. Everybody does it. Yeah. It, it happens. Good that's a good question. I like that one. Yeah. Um, coolest moment in the handshake line after a game. Well, you don't shake hands after every game. Oh yeah, so in the playoffs then. I don't know. No cool moments. Nothing good there? No. All right. We can cut well, that like out. cool moment. How you have like four seconds. I don't know. Anyone's ever like, say like something really nice or, you know, when a veteran. I, um, after the all-star game, Yager shook hands and he's like, Hey, great job. You killed it. Good. Uh, thanks for being here. It was so fun flying with you. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's that. There we go. Yeah. You ever, I was, did you know I was in the all-star game and Yager was in it and you were. Uh, I was in it in 2016. Yeah. Oh, did you get to play much? I played a couple shifts. Yeah. Okay. 
Probably didn't score though. I scored actually twice. It was actually twice. really great. Yeah. Dang. I know. Wow. It was really fun. But yeah, I, and then we shook hands with the Yager. Yarmy Yager. Heard yes. of him. Very fun. Very fun game. Uh, most superstitious teammate. <laughs> um, goodness gracious. My goalie in college. Can I say that? Yeah. Cam Ellsworth used to count pennies before every game. Wow. He used to always skate along the red line, like do his arm movements before every game. He used to very strange cat. And so we would always steal his pennies from his locker room and like mess with them. And <laughs> what do you mean count pennies? He had like 37 pennies in his locker because he was number 37, I think. And we'd always mess him up. And, <laughs> oh, he would get so upset. So every day he would just, he would just count all 37. He was very, very superstitious. He's a coach now in the coast or okay. college or something. Yeah. Nice guy. Was it just, like in a nerdy way or was he just like super, superstitious? Superstitious. I think it was just a super, which is funny because he wasn't like, he wasn't getting shoutouts left and right. We were a bad team. It's like, yeah, mix it up a little bit. I still remember one year, he his senior year, he came in to camp really, really, really in shape because the first three years, he would just down two liters of Coke all the time and pizza, and he was not in shape. And the fourth year he came in, he like was on a diet, and he was terrible. And so we're like, Cam, just go back to what <laughs> yeah. you were doing before. Like, here's some pop. Here's some chips and pizza. Like, let's bulk up a little bit. Get, get the old Cam back because, man, was he bad the first half of the year terrible that's funny yeah all right this is the last question and then we'll do your questions oh gosh yeah <laughs> uh the first time that you were in awe of who you were on the ice with first shift in the nhl um i was in minnesota playing against detroit literally stepped on the ice probably a couple minutes in i was playing defense out on the ice was datsuk zetterberg and i believe franson and on defense was Rafalski and Lidstrom. Holy moly. Like an unbelievable first shift. And my coach, I look over, it was Mario Trombley. He's like, yeah, yeah, change it up. Change it up. So I, we went D to D and I chipped it into the neutral zone. And I changed it up right away. Yeah. But it was like, whoa. That's pretty cool. Super cool. Super cool moment. And you didn't freak out? Did not freak out. Took a pass, went off the glass and out and then changed it up. My first shift was probably like 10 seconds long. Was that ever a relief or was it like make you a little hungry for more? Oh, I'm always hungry. Larry. He was always, oh, this I'm guy. always hungry. Never satisfied. <laughs> I always want more. He's got six different steaks in front of him right now. And I'm ne- I want seven. <laughs> He's still hungry. <laughs> and I want seven. Oh, my word. Okay, Tim, your questions. Oh, gosh. Favorite food? Tacos. Favorite color? Blue. Cat or dog? Dog. Favorite hockey player? You. <laughs> That's Favorite so cute. Favorite hockey player? Uh, hockey team? Bruins. Um, would you rather score a goal or get into a fight? Goal. Beard or no facial hair? Beard. Beard or mustache? Beard. Do you ever feel upset when you shave the hair underneath your lip? What? Do you feel sad when you shave the hair underneath, right underneath your nose? No. You know, the only part that it's growing in. Yeah. No, the hair, the hair right, the right underneath your nose. Do That's, you get sad? Yeah. Does it does it upset you when you shave the hair right underneath your nose? No. Oh. Why would it? Why did it upset you? <laughs> well, because you have posters on the wall of someone who has hair right underneath the nose. <laughs> so I just I'm just wondering if that would make you upset. John Scott. What? <laughs> what? Burt Reynolds? You mean? Uh, yeah, we'll go with Burt Reynolds. Nice one. Um. Okay. Favorite city to eat in. Can I say Boston? Yeah. Yeah. Favorite country to travel to, if you could. Country to travel to anywhere in the world. That I haven't been to yet? Whatever you want. I'll say Germany. 
Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Holy! We're gonna end it on that one. That is too good. I didn't. I went there a couple of years ago. I had a blast. Oh, I bet you did. You were probably there in the forties. Oh my goodness! I can't believe that just happened. I believe it. When you do yourself. rapid fire questions, the truth comes out. You don't have time to filter your answers. I went to Munich. I oh, I'm sure. Auschwitz probably. You went to a lot of spots. I went to Berlin. Let me guess. You tried to go to Paris. And then you tried to make your way up to Moscow <laughs> and take over the whole world. No, unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Too good. Anyways. I hope you guys enjoyed this um, different episode of Dropping the Gloves. That was fun. It was fun. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll try to be better next week. We're always trying to be better. I'm always striving yeah. to be better. Uh, as we've talked about, you're, you're always hungry. I'm always hungry. But anyways, I hope everyone's having a good summer. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. Cheers. Nine. So funny. <laughs> I can't believe that. But. So funny. <laughs> was what it on purpose? you saying... Germany. I'm like, okay, what trips have I been on? Oh, Germany, I had a blast. I went to Oktoberfest. So, so good. You're an idiot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>